0: VC, a podcast all about Ventura County real estate. My name is Reed Fish. I am the CEO of Upmarket Media and the host of this podcast. And I am so excited today that we have Ashley Anderson with us. And Ashley is the branch leader at Century 21 in Westlake Village. Ashley, I was driving in my car yesterday and I had NPR on, I'm that kind of guy, and uh, uh, one of the headlines, one of the things they were talking about on there, interest rates at a some year, like a 20-year high, whatever, like over 7%, and you, you, there's panic. People are sitting on the sidelines. No one knows what to do. What's your take on this? Where are interest rates headed, and how can we combat this 7% interest rate?
1: Well, it is kind of a shock to go from two and a half, three 3%, and then now you're at 7%. Right. Um, and that has priced a lot of especially first-time buyers out of the market, people that could afford something three years ago, now can't.
0: Yeah, I could almost afford something 3 years ago and now I can't <laughs> almost afford anything.
1: Right. Yeah. California's affordability index is actually uh now at an all-time low of 18%, which means 18% of the population of California can afford to buy property.
0: Yeah. It oh, was 23. Great news. Great yeah. News.
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm full of good news. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I, so it is a shock. So then, so so basically, the buying power of the average person, or of any person who has to finance, is is down. So uh,
1: substantially,
0: right. So how? What's your What's the strategy that you tell you know your your team members to employ when you know speaking about rates, when trying to you know how do we navigate this as as a realtor?
1: Well, you have to stay upbeat. And you have to be positive because mm-hmm. it, I mean, it is what it is. Right. When you think historically in the eighties, when rates were at 16%, mm-hmm. people were still buying and selling houses.
0: Right. Well, houses are $40,000. Well,
1: there, there is that, that aspect of it. <laughs> right. True. Yeah. Um, people were still buying at 18% and people have life events. People right. get transferred, people get divorced, people unfortunately die, uh, people age out of their homes, there's always circumstances where people are needing to buy or sell. Right, right.
0: So it doesn't preclude transactions from happening. So, but then, you know, in terms of, you know, the average realtor, when they're, you know, talking about interest rates with those clients, okay, we're, we're saying that beat, but, you know, wh- what else can we do? <laughs> I mean, because in a way that's almost, it, 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 not that it comes off as false, but it's like, I can, my realtor can like be, Hey, the rates aren't that bad. And I'm like, well, it still makes my mortgage $5,000 a month. Right. You know?
1: True. I think it's all about coaching, coaching your clients uh-huh. the way that I coach my agents. Right. Coaching them to say, okay, it's not great, but it's not the end of the
0: world. Right. Well, and, and, and I think I saw someone posting some meme or something on Facebook a while back where it's like, Hey, you know, getting a house for $50,000 under asking price at 7% is better than paying a hundred thousand over asking price at two and a half percent or, you know, something like something along those lines. It even, it it balances itself out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, where, where do you, cause I know you know the future. Oh, Uh, absolutely. You're you're very famous for that. I Uh,
1: absolutely know the future. Yeah.
0: So where are you seeing rates heading or what's the consensus? I guess
1: from what I have heard, next year they will be going back more towards five. Okay. Um, but that's, you know, speculative, that's and yeah. that's next year. It's only August. I, well, next year is only, what, four months away. okay, yeah,
0: I mean. I know, but I got to, you know, we need some listings in these next four months, though. We that's, sure do. <laughs> I mean, we sure do. Yeah, that's the, or transactions, I guess. I, I always look at it the framework of listings because that's how I make my money. But um, for for realtors, it's just deals, right? You need listings right. and you need your buyers to be able to, to buy one of those listings. Exactly. Um, so, but in the in the short term, in the next four months, though, is there a consensus on what's happening or are they just going to probably stay, stay similar?
1: I would assume they're going to stay pretty much the same.
0: I, I think that it, they're not getting raised most likely. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Well, but staying the same is better than getting raised. Absolutely. Yes. And I think as time goes on, people then adjust, right? Cause you, if you're used to 2% and then all of a sudden 7% seems crazy, but it's just like anything. Once you live with 7%, then all of a sudden 6% is going to be, Oh my God, it's so great. It's so cheap now. Wow. Let's refinance yes. and save some money. <laughs> right.
1: That's one of the things that we say is you, Mm-hmm. Date the rate. Yes. You buy the house, but you date the rate because you can always refinance when rates go down, which they eventually will.
0: Yes. Yeah. I hope so. I pray. <laughs> Good. Good. I, um, I, so in terms of, uh, I did also want to talk a little bit about, um, Uh, And I know it is not June now and June is pride month and that's, we tend to talk about this stuff in pride month, but then not anymore, but I want to go ahead and talk about it now too. But, um, in, in, in our last episode, which was unfortunately, sorry, everyone was, we're trying to do these every two weeks and uh, just, you know, summer, I have a kid and the whole thing. Oh man, just summer is just, just goes off the rails so quickly, but we're, we're back on track now and we're hopefully going to be coming out with these episodes every two weeks. But in our last episode with Katie Connolly on, we did talk a little bit about fair housing. And I know I, I saw you at a Ventura caravan, Uh, a couple months ago, uh, speak a little bit to this, uh, but for the LGBTQ plus community. And so I I wanted to hear a little bit more about uh, maybe some of the fair housing issues that people in that community are facing and how, you know, we as the, as the real estate community can help facilitate, you know, a better, a better outcome for that stuff.
1: I I think the most important thing is, is awareness around the LGBTQ community and that Um, we have a significantly lower home ownership rate than Mm -hmm. the heterosexual community or the community in general. Uh Um, and I think it's about awareness and, um, like I have the at home with diversity designation from NAR okay, and I also took, there's a fair Haven, which is a, it's like a housing simulation, Uh and I, you know, it's funny because I teach ethics Uh and I, was screwing up all over this simulation I had misgendered someone oh, uh-huh. I it it was right. it was a real eye opener and I think that we don't realize that we have these biases until we do these kinds of trainings Oh yeah
0: no sometimes I it, 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 stuff crops up for me too where I feel like hey I'm you know I'm a man of the people I all this and then oh my god what did, what did I just what say did I just what did I say oh my goodness well why why do you think home among LGBTQ uh, community is so much lower than the general population.
1: Well, unfortunately we don't have in a lot of states, we have not had the same rights uh, as uh-huh. the right. heterosexual right. Sure. community people. Right. And
0: we look at through the prism of California and that's our bias, right? So in California, right. pretty progressive, we have all the stuff. Very you know? progressive,
1: so, but other uh, states, right. you know, you can be fired for, for right. just for being gay. right? Um, you can, so you can lose your job, you can lose your housing. Um, and so I think that has a lot to do with it. And we also don't have the same, um, the same marriage rates right as the heterosexual population and as we know right someone who is single with one income has a very hard time right. qualifying for a loan rather than a dual income couple right right right
0: right well and in well and obviously you, you, the community has not been able to get married to, right. You know, to, to have a, you know, same sex marriage only in the last 10 years, basically, and not even that long in a lot of places. In a
1: lot of places, it's so, still not yeah legal.
0: Yeah. And so it's going to, so the rates are, are going to be down because you don't have those legacy 40 year marriages. Right. <laughs> you don't have, you know, you don't have all that kind of stuff. Very true. Um, but I think even in California though, I think people are, and look, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't like talking about it on here, but you just see what was in the news this, this week about the, the shop owner getting killed over the the pride the flag. pride
1: flag, yes. And,
0: and I think that puts it really into, um, stark terms. Yes. Into and, and what the community faces, even, even in a, a haven for, for that community in California. So, um, that there's still so much work to do. And so what, what can we do? I think it's about being vocal
1: and being open. I so I I really market to the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. and I have clients like I had um, a, a a female couple that moved here three four years ago, and it was obvious that it was two adult women buying a house. Right, and the other agent said, you know, they just want. Uh, someone that's going to raise a family here. Mm. Well, what does that mean? What is a family? What is a family? Right. Well, yeah. So I that I was very taken aback by that. And another interesting instance, uh, two years ago, I sold a condo in Leisure Village, which is a 55 plus community. Mm -hmm. And the man that was selling was going into assisted living. Okay. And I showed... This condo to this these two men, mm-hmm. and he the the <laughs> the seller requested a love letter,
0: a, a love letter, a love
1: letter of why they wanted oh, this house okay, okay. and what they would you know sure. what it was about, and I was like, well, shoot,
0: <laughs> right. he's
1: going to read this letter from two men. Mm-hmm who were both married to women and have children, but are now in a relationship together. And he's going to be like, oh, I don't want to sell to gays. Right. But the exact opposite happened. Oh. He was like, oh my god, I love these guys. And, <laughs> and they went and they visited him at the assisted living. And mm-hmm. it was it, it all ended up well. But my knee-jerk reaction was, oh, gosh.
0: Right. Well, and, 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 and maybe, I don't know if this is off topic, but because you, you mentioned that the, the love letter, I, I was talking with a realtor and, and I kind of brought that up know, I was Oh, maybe you get in cause you write a letter. And then she said to me, no, we really don't do that. Strongly and we try discouraged. Not to, yeah. And, and because it does bring up those fair housing issues, right? Absolutely. Because then, the, then, then it is you are, if you are a gay couple, you're going to be much more likely, I would think to, to have someone
1: or hispanic or african american sure. or asian. And there's this is also this is an appraisal issue just like the the a lot of african americans are right. getting undervalued appraisals because of their pictures the same for for gay couples.
0: One of the other things I was I was thinking about is even just the the basics of of going to view a property and if you are a marginalized part of a marginalized community Are you always comfortable? Because you know, I think in some homes there's going to be you know certain signifiers that maybe this the the people in this home are not as welcoming to your particular community, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. There's so obviously if I'm taking a same-sex couple to look at um, a house and I see a certain political person's flag flying in the front yard, I'm going to assume that maybe. They're not gonna be as welcoming. Right. But then is that just reverse discrimination?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it kind of is. And well, and that's why, you know, we always, you know, talk about uh like you know, hey, maybe put those signs down right now because yes. you know, we want this to be welcoming to all people. And and you can go on both ways. I mean, I've been in homes where you have, you know, whatever a portrait of Bill Clinton, and I'm like, yeah, take that down. Yes. And then, you know, yeah, definitely take down your sun flag. You, you, know? w- you
1: want your home to be as neutral as possible, to appeal right. to as many people as possible. Right unless you are a racist and you don't wanna sell right. to certain people. Well, right,
0: I mean, some people said they want to signify these things, right. Right? right? In those marginalized communities, I mean, when you are in a home like that, is there fear?
1: I mean, I don't know, fear is maybe too strong of a word. I think fear is too strong of a word because usually it's just your client and the realtor and you're touring an empty right. A, right. an empty home and the home, homeowner is not there. Correct. But it would be very easy to make certain people feel unwelcome. Right.
0: Well, and do you think that is a barrier to is one of the reasons that the, the homeownership rate is low, lower for marginalized communities?
1: Uh, I think there's definitely a fear mm-hmm. of, of that that plays into, into the lower number for sure. Right.
0: And it seems like one of the ways that that realtors could help these communities is to actually market themselves to these communities, absolutely. And so, I know you said you focus on that, and how, you know, how how does one go about that, really, uh, in in kind of in, in getting in knowing how to do this
1: right i'm so i'm a member of the uh lgbtq real estate alliance okay which is a national group that uh markets specifically towards the lgbtq community Mm -hmm. and you can go onto their website as a consumer and search for your area to find realtors that you would want to work with, right?
0: Right, and so that's not for for all, just for realtors who identify as part of that community. Is for allies. It's for allies, and it's for for allies yeah. also. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. So I would really encourage people to to check that out. Um, and you can actually get ally
1: training through oh, LGBTQ Real Estate Alliance. That's probably and become a, good thing. a certified ally. Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, that can only help your business. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, it's, 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 you know, and I think it just helps your life. Right. I think, I think we can all be better allies to people who are to, to marginalized people. And I think that, you know, even if you are part of a marginalized community, I mean, I think this is what you're saying. You teach ethics. You're part of a marginalized community. You do this and you're still, you know your your biases from when you were growing up it still come out right um, so definitely you know we all have it right there's no you can be the most whatever you know progressive person in the entire world but you're still gonna you know, there's still something that you're gonna you know just take for granted or assume absolutely all right well ashley this is great I, i'm excited to talk more with you so we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna do our social media sidebar and then we're gonna come back we have our market report we have a special Guest on coming on to give some market stats. And then we're going to talk about marketing and then we got our action items to end the show. All right, we'll be right back. All right, it's time for our social media sidebar. And so if you're on social media and you want to get in good with the good folks, us, me, Chelsea, Chelsea's here. I am here. Yeah, Chelsea, our producer and admin at Upmarket Media is here. If you want to get in good with us, give us a follow. Instagram is kind of where it's at. upmarket.media on Instagram. Uh, we're also on Facebook. You can you can follow us there. And then um, we all and tick TikTok. I always forget about TikTok, but we are on TikTok. We are. We are. Oh, I know. I've no, I don't. I don't <laughs> even have, have to
2: check that out. I don't
0: even have the app. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, my business partner and chelsea's other boss mark uh does um it, it, it manages the TikTok. he's good at the so TikTok. Yeah. yeah um so you can follow us uh i'm tall Reed fish on instagram chelsea is feeding beautiful if you want uh, uh some good food content um <laughs> and then ashley where can we find you on uh on social media
1: ashley q anderson oh all right uh, anderson with f- an
0: o at the end no o at, o, at right? the end
1: mm-hmm. um if you just type ashley anderson like Fifty teenage girls come right. up, but right. if you type Ashley Q Anderson, then okay. I come up.
0: The Q, yes, yes, it's the Q. That's
1: the defining factor.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Um, and so, where? So, uh, so, are you cultivating business from social media?
1: I post, obviously. Um, when I have a new listing, I post sure. and I boost that post so that more people mm-hmm. see
0: on Instagram or Facebook, uh, both on both. Okay. Yes. Um, and
1: for me, it's more just about, you know, being Ashley, authentic Ashley. Oh, so that, that's good. you know, if my, if my potential clients want to Facebook stalk me, mm-hmm. they can find out, you know, what I'm about, what I like, right. yeah, that's what great. I do, where I, you know, right. have breakfast. Right. Where I have dinner. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> what well, you eat yeah. for dinner? Yes, exactly. The flowers in my yeah. garden. Right. What well, right. And that's what we talk about all the time: is authenticity. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the, all the mar- all marketing should flow through an authentic lens. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, but so then it, it, that, it brought to mind though, something where because I know when I typically post on Facebook, I think my default settings and you can, you know, set your own privacy settings. I think mine are to like, I it's default to like friends of friends, I think. And so I don't know, do you know even what you're set? Are you, are all your posts public or are they all like... of my posts are public? Right. Okay. Yeah, that's something you want to think about uh, you know and i know for me i w- i think all mine used to be public and then when i had a kid i was like okay i don't you don't want to do that and so friends of friends and i'm not usually you know for it's different i'm not a realtor so we're not i'm not using my personal facebook as kind of marketing really um so but that is something to think about how you know what you you know who can see what you're posting when you're on facebook and what are you posting yes right. absolutely and what does that what does that say about you right well and so are you finding like are you posting different things on instagram and facebook or are you just posting on instagram and it just populates your facebook just, i used to separate them but mm-hmm. uh now they're they're just linked together and then um are are you posting you're just so you're posting a real mix of stuff it's it's some business stuff but more personal stuff
1: yes yes okay Mostly personal with a little business sprinkled in there. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a good tactic. I think that's
2: the way to do it. I agree. People want to know who they're working with and you know, it just makes you appreciate someone more when you see who they are.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, do you do so? And when your business stuff, is it just, is it, is it mostly, Hey, here's my new listing. And then, or are you doing things like you know, giving market stats, or like you see a lot of realtors posting these you know things like, hey, it's it's springtime, that means you know it's time to clean off the grill, yeah, you know, no, that kind of thing.
1: I post about listings. I post about market statistics uh, mm-hmm. for the month before. Um, yeah, and that's what I that that that's mostly what I post business wise.
0: One of the things that that Chelsea is always on us about is is doing behind the scenes, and I think that's yes. true even for for realtors too. I would imagine. Yeah where you know people want to see kind of how that how it's done you know it's a day in the life of the real of a realtor you know or just even like, oh, I'm at this cool showing, and you know, just doing a short video. I think, you know, that kind of. stuff I is. agree.
1: People, the consumer doesn't really understand what we do, right? And how difficult our job really is. They just magically sign papers and get keys, right? Yeah.
0: right. And and then in their mind, pay you a lot of money. Yes. And so you you want to make sure that they're that they're seeing the value that you that you bring, right? Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It connects you more, and you know, people want to see that you're a person and not just business. So.
0: Right. We're going to be back in just a moment with our market report. Ooh, so exciting. I'm excited. I want to hear some statistics. All right. And now it is time for our market report. And this month, our market report is sponsored by resource real estate. Oh, we love resource real estate and, and we are very happy that we have from Resource Real Estate. We have Janice, Scarborough, who is the broker owner of Resource Real Estate. Jana, thank you for being here. Hit me with some stats. I want some market stats.
2: Market stats. Well, I think the most important thing for today's market is that buyers are having to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Okay. Like that's just our reality, and the ones that do get comfortable sooner are mm-hmm. the ones that have better success on their purchases.
0: Okay. Comfortable. What? 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 what?
2: So our rates are terrible. Like yes. Like we can't yeah. even we can't even make uh, it sound different, right? I know.
0: Well, we just talked about strategies for that in the last segment. Uh, you know, of, of because that's on everyone's mind. The rates are high, right? Right. So uh, it's just so you have to, the buyers have to get comfortable. So, but what does that mean for the market then?
2: So what that means for the market is. Yes, the rates are still high, but what's really odd and surprising in our market is that the prices are still holding up and the stats are still showing us as being in a seller's market. Um, I, I get stats from title companies and the one I most recently looked at, almost every city in Ventura County showed a strong seller's market. I think the only one that was neutral was Fillmore. Okay. Oddly, you know, it's a tiny town, not a lot, even less yeah. inventory than elsewhere. <laughs> right. Um, the other thing that is interesting is our median price range has mm-hmm. moved up to around eight fifty, like in the city of Ventura. Right. Um, the average um, median sales price is around nine fifty right okay. now. Okay. So it's it's just kind of morphed into a much more expensive market and we've got much more expensive interest rates and it's uncomfortable. (laughs) Uh, Yes.
0: Yes. I know. We got to get comfortable with it. Okay. Well, but so, but our, our kind of, like and i think part of the the idea of of doing a market report right is is we kind of have a snapshot of where it is but then where is it going and you know ashley famously knows the futures we've talked about but yeah, uh, I, yeah I do yeah, I, yeah. I do definitely <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but yeah what's your take on where things are going
2: so i think finally lenders are publishing that rates are not going to change anytime soon. And I think that's something that buyers have been hanging on to right. and the backs of their minds. Oh, rates are not going to stay at seven, seven and a half percent. They're going to get into the fives. Right. We don't know when that's going to happen. Right. It's, it's certainly not happening anytime soon. So I think just getting comfortable with that and understanding it is what it is. Mm-hmm. That's the price. You just got to go for it when right. it, when it's right for you, it's right for you. And what has been happening and is in the news and in everyone's perception is that everybody that is a owner that has the really good interest rate, they're not selling. Right. Which we see that, right? I'm not selling. I've got a really good interest yeah. rate. I mean, it mean, makes logical sense to me. Yeah. But the life events are still happening. So yes. if I look at my office, which is just a microcosm of everybody else's offices, mm-hmm. Most of our listings are life change events. A lot of them are seniors that are downsizing. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a senior that just moved into assisted living. We have a couple of listings where folks have passed away. So the heirs sure. are selling the property. So those are independent from the great interest rates of 2022 mm-hmm. or 2021. Right.
0: Yeah. No, you have to, I, 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 you know, we just had to move my mom into a, a certain situation and we're going to have to sell her place in Palm Springs. Yeah. And so it just, it, it happens, you it know? Does. So yeah, there's, there's always going to be stuff, but, but in terms of the inventory, I mean, we've just seen, you know, what the, and I don't know if it actually is, but what feels like record low, Numbers of houses on the market over the last, you know, year, I, you know, with these interest rates kind of not budging, are are do you think we're going to be able to see a, a change in that kind of trajectory of of where the inventory is?
2: Probably not, not anytime soon. Sorry. I, I,
0: Sorry. I had you on here I, for I, good. I news, agree, Jana.
2: I'm well. The good news is <laughs> the life events keep happening, right? <laughs> right?
0: The good news is people keep dying.
2: Well. <laughs> We're getting old. I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling pretty old. Yeah, the life events keep happening, and the same thing right. for buyers' situation. Like some buyers may have been resisting jumping in the market in this seven percent interest range, right. but people have babies. i mm-hmm. um, a client I was showing a home mm-hmm. to yesterday. He just put his last son in college, and he's got a big house he's mm-hmm. not using.
0: Right. So and he's got to pay for college. And, yeah.
2: Exactly. So those life events keep happening, and I feel like the Amount of activity we see in the market is really just back to pre-pandemic numbers. Right. I don't. Do you agree, I agree. with that?
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: And and the incomes that realtors are experiencing are back to pre-pandemic numbers. So it's right. it's not that some disaster has happened over the last year mm-hmm. because of interest rates. It's just right. gotten back to normal, a little more balanced. I agree.
0: Right. I agree.
2: Well, and, and we
0: kind of touched on it before, I think, but people will also at a certain point get used to 7%, right? And so all of a sudden it's, that's going to, you know, it, that's going to just seem normal where we've had, we had for so long. So those low, low interest rates and in that, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time for people to adjust to that, but, sure. you know, it, it, it will happen.
2: It will happen. I mean, normal used to be 12%, right? Right, 15%.
0: Everyone talks about that, but again, but you know, houses were so much cheaper than even as a percentage of someone's income that it would, you know, now I just, you know, it would crush everyone out of the market almost if, if interest rates got that high.
2: And yes, you're right. Prices were lower, but incomes were lower as well. And certainly they were more balanced than they are now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now they just feel as a, as a non-homeowner, you know, whatever, looking to buy or whatever, it just feels completely out of whack now. And, you know, we, you know, Hey, we have a pretty awesome business and we do, you know, we make money, but it's like, man, it's like, you got to make a lot of money. Yeah. To be yeah. able to afford, you know, when you're looking at this, you know, the average sale price of nine hundred and fifty thousand I mean, dollars. Sure. It's a lot of money. Especially at seven percent.
2: But it's not just home prices or home sales or mortgages, it's also rents. I yes. um, one of one of the yes. statistics yes. I read in coming to join you is that rents on average are four thousand forty two hundred dollars a month
0: right. in most
2: yes. most cities in Ventura County. That's yes. that's the median. Yeah. yeah. So that I'm, means I'm half or more, term. half or half or less. So yeah, it's,
0: it's, yeah, it's, it's a little brutal out there for just housing in general. I mean, right. and I, it, and I, I don't know. And I, I guess a part of me deep down feels somehow that it's unsustainable and, but I've, I feel like I felt that way for years already. And so I'm like, well, what do I know?
2: And that's a conversation I often have with buyers. It always mm-hmm. feels uncomfortable and expensive to buy. Right. It doesn't matter what point in your life it is. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It always feels uncomfortable. Oh. All right. So, so it's, you got to
0: get you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Exactly. That's what you it's
2: just normal. It's normal to go through that and feel like you're stretching because of course you're stretching. Usually you are spending more on a mortgage than you are in a house. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, rent. renting yeah. renting a house. But you also now have tax write off as part of that. You have your own four walls that you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So yes, that jump is always uncomfortable and feels expensive. But that's part of the journey, that's part of the process, and then you get all the benefits on the other end.
1: The most important thing you're gaining is equity. Absolutely. Equity in your home.
2: Absolutely. If you're
1: paying rent every month, you're not getting anything, you're just getting a place to live. Whereas Mm -hmm. when when you own, you're building equity that you can then leverage for other things. Yeah. You're,
2: you're now paying your mortgage instead of your landlord's mortgage. Exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. And you can tap into that equity to get the new roof that you have to pay for because you're not renting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Always looking on the bright <laughs> side. Well, I, you know, I know. Well, look, I, look I, I'm not a, I'm not a realtor, so I, I I, don't have to, you know, the all, all the PR from the realtor uh, from the realtor side. I don't I don't have to buy into it 100 percent. But no, I mean, there's cases to be made. But that and that for me is actually, you know, to be candid in in looking at buying house and you feel like you're already stretching right and then you're like well what if it doesn't need a new roof i'm screwed right because i then we're just gonna have a leaky roof because i'm not gonna be able to afford it because every dollar i have had to go into that down payment and my monthly payment right for sure but
2: but that's why we do home inspections that's why we get to know the property before we close on it exactly a a buyer that can't put on a new roof on a house that needs one well they shouldn't buy that house for sure right for sure and and that's our job to help people make those decisions right
0: but you still do have to factor in even when you're doing Doing those inspections, right? A certain percentage of the price is every year you gotta just go for maintenance, right? Yeah. So, and, and then you have, and then major, and no matter what the house, major maintenance will come up at some point, right? Yeah, so, but sure. that's all part of that journey. And that's part of being uncomfortable, right? You have to, you know, and, and I'm sure, and I know you both are really good realtors and that's something that I know you probably go over with your clients when they're approaching buying is that, it's, hey, there are these other costs that are just, that are not the mortgage that, you know, that, yeah. that are, that come with home ownership that's, that's different than renting.
2: And that can be mitigated by the type of property you buy. Right. Right. So if you're, if you really can't afford the mortgage, the, the roof, mm-hmm. you should probably buy a townhome.
0: Yeah. Right. Exactly. And then
2: the money you pay towards your HOA every month goes in that big bucket with all the other homeowners to yeah. cover the roofs. Yeah. So there's, there's way to ways to offset right. what needs to be done. For sure.
0: For sure. All right. So. Well, that was a market report.
2: And I'm still very favorable on our real estate market. I mean, yes, <laughs> okay. it's, these numbers are, are killer, but the, the truth is we have people that are dying to live here
0: mm-hmm. and
2: they work hard and they make good money. And this is a great place to live. You're, you're paying a little bit of uh, California yeah, tax. You're, you're paying a little premium so well, to live here.
1: It's coastal California yeah. who everybody wants to live on the coast. Right. Yeah. And we, we have been... And I say that in the past, we have been California's last Southern California's last undiscovered beach town and now now we're we've been discovered yeah I think yeah and, the and our market did that the market is is oh, yeah. showing that
0: yeah oh yeah, I mean it's different I mean you know pretty dependent I mean and because you know, I live in Ohio and like man. It's different than it was three years ago, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. just you know, in, in like so many, so many ways. And you know, in some ways it's better, some ways it's worse. But it's definitely, it does feel like it has been discovered. Yeah,
2: yeah. it definitely in, 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 has. in
0: a way that it wasn't before. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, thank you very much, Jana, for being yeah, on. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Yeah, you bet. And maybe uh, we'll have you back next
2: month. Okay, we'll
0: see. This all right, good. all right. Thank you. All right, and now it's time for our marketing moment, which is, oh, come on, sponsored by Upmarket Media. We're upmarket.media online. We are full service, do photo, video, 3D, all the all the stuff that you need for your to market yourself when you have a listing. Come to Upmarket Media. We love, we love it. It's, you're not gonna be sorry. Why wouldn't you work with Upmarket <laughs> Media? I Actually, mean, come on. Wow, thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that, yeah, agreed, agreed. But uh, so Ashley, I do want to talk though in this section about marketing in your role as branch manager. And I know this is, you know, you've only been doing it for a few months. Actually, you kind of have a, have a new position, you know, your agents are looking to you for marketing advice. I mean, what are you telling them, right? What's your MO? Uh, The
1: education is very important Uh. to be educated about the market, to be educated, continuing education so that we we really know what we're talking about when we talk to our clients so that we are informed education is something I really, really stress in my office.
0: Right. As a part of marketing, because you can't market unless you know your stuff. Exactly. All right. And then, um, so education, so say a realtor knows their stuff, then how are they showing people that they know this? you know, how are, how are they, you know, what are ways that you advocate for connecting with potential new clients?
1: So we have uh, a pretty robust suite of marketing marketing tools, uh, that we use and I'm teaching our agents how to use them okay. so that they can then communicate, Hey, I have all of these great tools to market your listing.
0: Okay. Right. So what, what are some of those tools and what, what, you know, do you have some favorites on, on, on how, uh, you know, and even outside of, you know, when you get that listing, they like, how are you getting, you know, if, if it's a new agent and they don't have, they've never had a listing how do they get that listing? How do they get that first listing or how do they connect with potential buyers, right? Because a lot of agents when they come in, they're gonna be working with buyers mostly, right? Yes. When they start. Yes. So what, what, what are some time pro- you know, proven strategies?
1: Sphere of influence. Uh-huh. The people that you know that like you and trust you already is is where you're, a new agent is going to get most of their business. Okay. And not of, all of them understand that and a lot are afraid to ask for the mm-hmm. business because they don't want to bother anybody. Right. But it's this, this is, it's a relationship business. This is okay. how yeah. how you get right. business. Right.
0: So it's the sphere of influence. And so, but then within that it is, it is really just coming up with, you know, the, the ask, yes. you know, you have to ask. And yes. I think we talked about that on a previous podcast a little bit, but I think it bears repeating all the time. It's like, no one's going to give you business if you don't ask. Exactly. Right. And it can be, coming up to you. Hey, Ashley, are you looking for a realtor? I have my license. I, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to talk to you about it. Or it's also asking in an ad or, you know, however you, you know, it, it's like every time they see your headshot or whatever out there in the world, that is in a way an ask. Absolutely. Right? So, um, if, if you are a newer agent and you know, you're, you're on a little bit more of a limited budget, you haven't had that listing yet. Um, you know, in, in, you did have some money to throw at, at marketing. I mean, what, what would you tell an agent to, to do, uh, you know, outside of just like shaking hands in their sphere of influence? I mean, what's something they can do?
1: I would figure out who you're marketing to mm-hmm. have a niche market. Right. Um, you know, whoever that is. And then You know, you can create flyers. We have our our marketing suite has incredible templates for marketing, for flyers, for listing presentations, mm-hmm. for, uh, just listed, just sold postcards. Right. These are all internal things that are very easily customized to the agent.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, um, what, what, you know, what about getting your name out in the community in other way? Like, you know, maybe sponsoring, you know, the, sponsoring uh, events, a little league team or, you know, that kind of thing, right?
1: Sponsoring events, getting involved in, um, community organizations is mm-hmm. very, important.
0: Right. Right. Well, because I think one of the things that you can do is if, 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 and I think this is really true, that your sphere of influence is the biggest way you're going to get clients, especially in the beginning, is expand that sphere. Absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, so every time you do something and uh, insert yourself into a new environment and make new friends and make new acquaintances, that does increase your sphere of influence.
1: Most definitely.
0: And, but you know what it goes back to, and Chelsea, I think you know, authenticity, right? Yes. Yes, so you have to like you you can't just like go and join the civic group just because you want to hand out your business card.
1: Right. You it's have something to really you have to it. be passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. I was on the board for Diversity Collective Ventura County, uh and I did it because I wanted to give back to the community. Right. And I was I was the president of Ventura County Coastal last year, and mm-hmm. I did it because I wanted to give back to the realtor community. Right.
0: And also grow your business. And also grow my business, <laughs> that, right. ha- that well, helps. Yeah.
1: Walking into a listing presentation and saying, yes, I'm the president of Ventura County Coastal Association of Realtors gives you a, a little bit of confidence.
0: There you go. Well, and then that breeds confidence in, in the, in the potential client. Absolutely. Ah, Oh, this guy
1: knows what he's doing supposedly.
0: Right, right. right, Exactly. Right, right. I mean, well, you have that fancy title after your name, so, you know, you got the Q in there and then you got the title after, I mean, wow, what (laughs) what more could we ask for? Um, Well, that is kind of interesting because I know we had talked about kind of being involved in the, um, in the, the VCCAR and, you know, the, the, the groups as kind of not, you're not marketing yourself to, to realtors, but you are, you know, kind of, um, uh, networking with your peers and that does help grow your business. But then I think actually, if you, you are in a position of leadership, then you can trumpet that to your clients. And it is kind of impressive.
1: Definitely. Getting involved with the association is a great way of of networking with, right. with other realtors. And that's great because if you write an offer on a house and there's five other offers, but they know you from a committee or what have you, right. they're more likely to, if they like you, accept right. your offer right. over someone that they don't know who it is.
0: Yeah. I do think you want to be, try to be authentically likable. Yeah. I you, think that's <laughs> that you know, being likable is,
1: is pretty much a key in part of our business. Yeah. Not all realtors understand that. And not all
0: realtors are, are likable well, and they, but, they're authentically unlikable, <laughs> right, you know, but and it, just because there's a lot of realtors is a lot. There's unlikable people. There's unlikable realtors. There's unlikable real estate photographers. If you can believe that. that I, it's true. <laughs> Not, not anyone at Upmarket Media. No, of course, no, of course. But, oh, of course no, not. No, 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 no. Of course not. Uh, we're beloved by all. Um, <laughs> so it, it, and actually I think it's not enough to just be in these things. You actually have to interact with people. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> I mean, you know, like you actually have to actually talk to people. I know sometimes I go to networking parties and I just end up, you know, I end up talking to my business partner the whole time.
1: Right. And that's know? not the point of going to the event is you're going there to meet people. So you actually have to talk to people. Right. And that's, that's a big, that's a huge indicator of a realtor's business. If you're not doing, if you're not hitting your goals and you're not having the sales that you want, it's because you're not talking to enough people. So what are you going to do to put yourself out there where you're going to have to talk to people. Yeah.
0: And, in in those situations I know, and I often go with Mark, my business partner, and and we do have to kind of force ourselves to not just talk to each other, but you're also, we also get in the habit of seeing the, the two realtors that we know best and we end up just talking to them. And I was like, well, they're already our clients. Why, why am I wasting my time talking to this schmo, you know? And so you wanna you, you wanna make sure that you do of course want to talk to those clients and your favorite clients and you know it's all about that maintenance. But you you definitely you should have a goal of like maybe meeting five new people if you go to one of these definitely set
1: yourself a goal for meeting X number of people, whether that's three people, five people depends on the size of the event.
0: Yeah. 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 For sure. And I think, you know, within the realtors and then with also just, I think in the general community, just to try to, you know, meet new people as much as you can without being like, you know, that, that guy. That, yeah, exactly. You know, who's just nakedly, you know, just trying to meet people, you know, for, for, for business purposes, any other big word of wisdom here on marketing other than authenticity,
1: authenticity and talking to people those, those, those are the keys. All right. All right. The bus shelter ad.
0: Not as effective. Not
1: no. Mm-mm. And more expensive. And a lot more expensive. Yeah.
0: But if you need a photo for that uh, bus shelter ad, you know where to you know where to come to of market media. Um, and look, no matter what, no matter what you're doing for marketing, you have to take action. And so, which is gonna bring us to our action items, and our action items this week are once again sponsored by Choice Home Warranty, Tamarasi Molina. Oh, uh, the best. Choice home warranty, your best place to get the best, the choicest home warranty. You can find them at chwpro.com. Damra Rossi Molina. Ashley, I'm gonna have you go second. I'm gonna go first because I I give an an action item too. You're in charge. That is true, actually. Well, Chelsea may be in charge. Chelsea, who should I? I'm in charge. Yeah. (laughs) Um, all right. Here's mine. It's pretty easy. I want you to post a video to your social media and it can just be very, very simple. Just a simple behind the scenes, not even a day in the life of a realtor. Just, Oh, at this new listing. Oh, I'm, you know, having lunch with a client or I'm, you know, just anything, just make it authentic. And, you know, it doesn't even have to look great. Just make it all, just make it authentically you and just post it. Just get, get a video done. I mean, that's, that's, we're going to post a video on because uh, Chelsea's taking some behind the scenes stuff here yes. at, at the podcast. So we're, we'll, we'll post a little bit of uh, uh, behind the scenes video at some point on our feed. So, you know, we will lead by example. Perfect. So, so Ashley, what is uh, your uh, action item?
1: I'm going to say, write a handwritten note oh. to a past client. Ooh. I send handwritten notes to my my past clients uh, four times a year.
0: Oh,
1: and- that, That's like, often. Yeah, that is often, but I wanna stay top of mind with them, but I want it to be very personal. Okay. I don't want it to be like, oh, I'm just sending some postcard of how fabulous my new listing is right. or whatever. I actually want to say, hey, thinking of you, Whatever. Right.
0: Well. Is, okay. So you do that, and you're doing it four times a year. So it's not just like, "Hey, Merry Christmas, I love it, you." Right. It's like, you know, what are you saying in these notes?
1: It's a holiday card. Uh huh. It's a birthday card. Oh. It's an house anniversary card. Oh. It's you know, I can't believe summer's almost over. Hope you had a great one.
0: Okay. So you're not just doing it, you know, once a quarter, you have the big batch of cards that you you send out. I mean, I guess it is, if it's the hall, if it's the holidays, but then other times it's, it's very specific to that person. So they bought their house on April 12th. So you're going to, you know,
1: congratulations on your house anniversary. I can't believe it's been five years or one year. Wow.
0: And is that work for you?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I ran into a past client of mine at the gym the other day and he was like, oh my God, Ashley, we love your cards. It's like an event. When we get one, (laughs) we put it on our mantle. (laughs) Like that's
0: crazy. Wow. Well, here's the thing. Who gets handwritten cards anymore? Right. Right. I, I mean, I never do. I mean, people, no one likes me. So no one says, maybe Ashley's going to send I'm me gonna a, send handwritten. You a handwritten. Thank you for <laughs> right. sure. Oh yeah. For, thank you for letting, quote letting me come on the podcast. Uh,
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> all right. I, and I will, I will think about sending you one and actually never do it. Okay. So that's just, that's my style. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, at least you think about it. Yeah. Right. Well, exactly. And you know, thoughts are worth a million dollars. Um, That is a, that is a great tip. I, I think any, you know, any real, the more you can have that personal touch. I mean, I think that just goes a long way and, and it doesn't have to be a handwritten note. You know, there's other ways to do it, but that's Ashley's action item. So, you know, have some action after Ashley, you have to take action. You do. That's what it's all about. It is. That's why we end on the action items. And that is the end. Ashley Q. Anderson. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed talking to you and I appreciate your support of the podcast.
1: Pleasure to be here. Really had a fun time. All right. Thank you.
0: Real VC is a production of Upmarket Studios. This episode was produced by Chelsea Froelich and edited by Bethany Dietrich. We'll be back shortly with a brand new episode. But in the meantime, we hope that all your transactions will be smooth. Thank you for everything.